Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, yes, it is a glorious Wednesday morning. Got a big dynamite ahead tonight, coming off the heels of NXT Vengeance Day. Tonight's dynamite is going to be very, very interesting. It has been a wild 48 hours in the world of professional wrestling. Two major stories being dropped by Sean Ross at Fightful.com. Subscribe to Fightful Select. I, I don't get paid to shill for him. It's just worth the $5. It just is. The guy is... I've said this a million times. He's the Adrian Wojciechowski of wrestling media. The guy just doesn't miss, and he has broken pretty much every big story this year. Um, and within a 48-hour span, broke the fact that WWE is is making overtures to bring Stone Cold Steve Austin back to the wrestling ring at WrestleMania 38. And then about 20 minutes before AEW made it official, Sean Rossap reporting that Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes are out of AEW, one of the the founding members of the company, one of the founding VPs, the guy that really led the revolution, and the guy that I we can honestly sit here and say there would be no AEW if it wasn't for Cody Rhodes, and he's out. Three years into the company, he is no longer there, and more importantly than that. There are reports out there that it is a foregone conclusion, SP3, that he's going back to the Fed. He's going back to WWE. This is insane. It's only February 16th. This is this is the wildest 48 hours, like from from like a positive standpoint in wrestling in the last three years. It no. really is. No, because Punk and Brian, that that broke within 24 hours of each other. This is just Sean Rossap once again. Bravo to him for breaking this news. And what a week in like wrestling news within like a 24 hour period. Stone Cold Steve Austin returning to in ring action at at a WrestleMania potentially, and Cody Rhodes potentially leaves AEW for a WWE return. It doesn't get any bigger than that. The fact that we are 24 hours from Stone Cold, that Stone Cold news breaking, and it's not even the biggest news story of the day. It's crazy. It's insane. You would think something like that would be talked about for days upon days, but everybody is talking about Cody because of all the things you said. This is huge. This is a huge blow to AEW. This is someone that is one of the building blocks of all elite wrestling. And like you said, if it wasn't for Cody, there would be no AEW. The all-in event that him and the Young Bucks put together, they bet on themselves and they elevated themselves to yeah. revolutionize this industry and now it seems that cody has found his way back to the wwe and i think he has a better secure spot than when he left uh i would i would sure hope so yeah we we put out these podcasts every morning at 7 a.m right it, it is not often that those podcasts are burnt three hours after they go live because this news broke around 10 a.m 
And I'm sitting here going, son of a bitch. No one's going to care about Steve Austin anymore. Like we spent 40 minutes yesterday talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin and how he's going to get booked at WrestleMania. And it wasn't even the biggest story by 1030 in the morning. So I was like, can we have just held on to this just a, a little bit longer? Like the Stone Cold news broke really late in the day. So that was that was great for us, right? selfishly i wish this would have broke around four or five but whatever it gives us something to talk about uh for today's episode john had to break it before EEW. I know, broke it. I know, so I he know. did the right thing and yeah this is just huge a huge ripple effect across all of professional wrestling with this uh this announcement for sure this is something that i would not uh have bet on speaking of that football uh, might be over uh, for the season, but basketball is in full swing, both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head on over to the website, use your mobile devices, sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe to get started that is b-l-e-a-v and it's not just basketball bet online is your source for hockey boxing ufc odds right down to olympic coverage it is the best in the business sports right down to your favorite vegas casino games bet online your number one online wagering destination the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games bet online where the game starts we will Hop right in here with our lead story. Cody and Brandy Rhodes depart from AEW. Uh, and I think the biggest the biggest takeaway here is we are not going to get Brandy Rhodes and Dan Lambert. The saga is not going to continue. That is just gonna that is just gonna fade away into wrestling obscurity. And I I think I think we we've been robbed. I, I truly believe that we have been robbed of seeing that storyline's conclusion. And frankly, I can't wait for Dan Lambert's promo tonight. <laughs> uh in all seriousness in all seriousness i was hoping for some kind of retort but anyway <laughs> i left you i left you hanging on that one <laughs> like, absolutely you son you sandbagging son of a bitch yeah. anyway. <laughs> um man to to say that this news breaking is shocking is an understatement like this was this is why the term never say never exist it's such a cliche in wrestling and i know a lot of people roll their eyes to it but this is exactly why this is a guy who was misused never pushed to the top was never seen by vince mcmahon as that top level guy that he would got a ton of bad gimmicks from from wearing the plastic a uh, face mask to uh, turning into stardust and and doing just got a lot of weird stuff that he was working with and never really got his his ascension into the main event scene this is a guy that he felt was very very underutilized and like you said at the start of the show this is a guy who left he left WWE at a time really when it, it that's kind of unthinkable to do because there weren't a whole lot of options out there that offered that kind of financial security and he set out to one Prove that prove to himself that and everybody that doubted him that he is a main event level guy. And two, to kind of help revolutionize the industry here. And he succeeded tenfold. I mean, he went out, he had a great run in, in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He gets together with Cody and the Young Bucks, and they start talking about, hey, why don't we get this promotion together? I was like, well, you need some financial backing. So they bring in Tony Khan. 
Uh, he's definitely got some deep pockets, as we've seen with all the talent that he's been bringing in as of late. But apparently, the pockets aren't deep enough for Cody Rhodes to stick around. I mean, to go from where they were, Cody, who was leading the forefront for all of this, preaching revolution. You got Cody at your like first major event, taking a sledgehammer to a throne, a big middle finger to 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 Triple H and and everything. And man, to go from there to here sp3 it is amazing to see how quickly things deteriorated between cody rhodes and aew and tony khan and negotiations breaking down within the last week and now cody rhodes is out i mean this is life comes at you fast type stuff here yeah i mean it's a shocker it's definitely one of the bigger surprises of the year and it's something that you know, we talked about earlier in the year when Sean first broke the report that Cody was a free agent. And I said that I if Cody is smart, he's going to look at both sides of the of the spectrum and hear both sides. If you're a free agent, that's the key to it all. Like you have the opportunity to hear both sides of the uh, both sides offer. And if you want a big money deal and AEW just gave big money deals to the CM Punks of the world, to the Brian Danielsons of the world, to the Adam Coles of the world, they're not likely to give you the same type of offer. And it makes me go back and remember that promo that he cut before the ladder match with Sammy Guevara, where Kind of inconspicuously, he started off the promo mentioning CM Punk. Now it makes me think about that more and make me maybe say there's more to it because CM Punk is the highest paid guy in the company. And if you want a big money contract and the reason that you're not getting it is because they gave one to him, they gave one to this guy, they gave one to that guy, there's going to be some type of resentment, some type of jealousy. I'm not going to say that that's an official report. I'm just saying I'm putting one and two together. That's what I, I am good at here. So, yeah, Cody no, and, and, I, Bray- and I don't have a problem with that, by the way. Cody is a guy who 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 knows his worth and he doesn't want to take less than that. And I have absolutely no problem with that. I have yeah. no, it, he could have easily taken the, the hometown discount, right. And stayed with AEW, but this is a guy who has a value set for, for who he is. And this guy, as we said, this is a guy whom without the company does not exist. Yeah. And I think he wanted oh, to no. get, oh, I think no. he wanted I, to I'm get not, paid I'm for not. that. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve whatever type of money he was asking for. Whatever type of money he was asking for, he deserves it because he does a lot more than just in the ring. He does a yes. lot behind the scenes, helping out the younger guys. Like he lists a a litany of talent that he has helped out or worked with directly that are backstage and consider him a mentor during his whole his whole statement when this announcement was made. So this is a huge blow to AEW because Cody and Brandy have made an impact not just on AEW but the entire industry with what they have done here as far as like community outreach and the uh, their association with different charities for AEW like I said working with the younger talent and the amount of talent that he's put over and that was like a a a very a very polarizing and just stupid argument that a lot of fans were making around the time that he was feuding with Anthony Agogo, where a lot of the fan resentment started turning on him. They started comparing him to Jeff Jarrett in TNA or the Triple H reign of terror. When this man has put over and elevated MJF, Darby Allen, Brody Lee, Malachi Mm -hmm. Black, 
Sammy Guevara, like the list goes on and on of the guys he's put over and elevated and made stars in AEW. And he deserves a lot more credit and a lot more praise and a lot of the vitriol that him and especially Brandy was getting from the fans. Mm -hmm. It was it was borderline kind of gotten to the point where it was like cringe to watch, especially with what happened in like Chicago. So there was a lot going on as far as Cody's relationship with the fans, as well as what we're hearing with Cody's relationship with Tony Khan. And it's something that, you know, I, I do a review of AEW Dynamite every week on True Hill Heat. And my good friend Jimmy Macaram is like the biggest of the biggest uh, critic of Tony Khan. And he has said it in the past. He says he's already seen like the ego coming in. And one of the reports uh, from Andrew Zarian of the Matt Man podcast was one of the things he heard was that. Uh, you know, the Forbes article with Tony Khan where he was like, I'm the GM, I'm the booker, I'm this, I'm that, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, including Cody. And even Cody in his little, in his tweet in, during his sendoff for AEW, in the statement, he says, you know, uh, you got the baton and you ran with it. That, in a, in a way, you could read mm, more into yeah. that line as well. So there is a lot of things where I think, it's going to be, you know, open season as far as what Cody can say when he's allowed to say it. But this has to be a huge blow. This is not a good day for AEW at all. Like Cody Rhodes is very important. Regardless of my personal rivalry with the man, I am not going to deny that he has done so much for this company and wrestling overall to yeah. the point that WWE is dropping a few millies on him. So I said two things I guarantee with the amount of money they are going to give him for him to come to WWE. Two things I could guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen. He's not doing a full-time run. He's not coming in and going to NXT 2.0. I'm telling you that. Yeah, and man. two, he's not coming back and getting paid a few millies to be Stardust again. So those are the two things I am 100% sure of. Other than that, I think it all depends on if WWE are going to give Cody Rhodes the opportunity to secede that we have seen him do over the last five years. They tried to jam it in our head that he was a mid-carder towards the end of his run. And I actually disagree with you. I think like him wearing the plastic mask, that's all Cody. That's not even their idea. A lot of the things that got him over and got him the fans that he was able to get in WWE were his idea. Dashing Cody Rhodes was his idea. Undashing Cody Rhodes with the plastic masks and the paper bags. That was all his idea. Bringing back the old Intercontinental title. That's all his idea. So those great. were stuff that all got him over as, as, a, as a rising star in that company. And it was them failing and... You know, they went to the Stardust whole gimmick right after he had one of his hottest runs, you know, the whole run with them against the Shield, the Rose Brothers. That yeah. was some of the best matches and the best stuff that he did in the company. And then they turned around and turned him into Stardust. And then when his father passes away and you can really make him a star using that Rhodes name, you keep him as Stardust. He knew that you were just trying to put it in our brains. He was a mid-carter, and he was never going to be elevated above that. And he went out, and he proved you wrong, and he proved himself to be one of the most influential stars in professional wrestling of the past decade. So I just want him to be able to reach his potential that he was never able to achieve in WWE before, honestly. Yeah, just just focusing on, on WWE for a second, because I know you said this is a massive loss for AEW, and we'll, we'll get there. This is a huge win 
for both Cody Rhodes and for WWE because he's going to get that back. He's going to get paid massively by WWE. And I, and I do believe, and I do hope that he's going to get brought in and presented as a main event level star, because that's exactly what WWE is sorely lacking right now. They have main event level talent, but they don't have much to much because of their own doing, mind you, they don't have a whole lot of upper card main event stars, which Cody Rhodes has turned himself into ever since leaving WWE. So now he comes back. He has proven himself right. He has proven Vince wrong. Vince may never admit it to him, you know, verbally. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. But Vince McMahon signing that big ass check over to Cody Rhodes. Cody wins. Cody wins and WWE wins because this is going to be a guy that is going to immediately elevate their main event level scene, whether you like him, whether you hate him, whether you got a personal rivalry with him, which I, I I'm actually not, I'm not familiar with your personal rivalry rivalry with Cody Rhodes. Can you, can you enlighten our, our audience with this? What is, what is well, your beef with Cody Rhodes? Well, at an event in 2017 for ring of honor, I was in the front row and I was given the two suite to members of the bullet club. Cody also gave two sweets to other fans in the front row. And then when it came to me, he didn't give me a two sweet. He flipped me off right in front of my face. The other fans that he gave the two sweet to were a little less tanner than me. Let me just tell you that. And I've had a personal rivalry with him ever since. I let it go after all in. But now it's back because he's he's claiming he could solve racism with one biracial <laughs> baby. And I have two biracial babies. So, <laughs> I already solved it, I guess. But um, <laughs> as far as I, I do agree with you, this is a massive win for Cody Rhodes because he hit in him coming back. I think that he is going to get what he wanted, the respect, and he is going to put be put in a prominent spot on that on that roster with get the it in writing that he get that he's going to get. Baby. get I, I, I think at the start he will he will for yeah. sure because of the contract that he's going to be getting and especially for if this is a the biggest winner of this is WWE because yeah. the only thing they were losing in in any type of way to any wrestling promotion out there was in fan perception they ain't losing in in money they ain't losing in their business. They ain't losing in their top spot in professional wrestling. But they were losing in fan perception because they were releasing 130 people in the past two years. They were their quality week to week of their of their television on Raw, SmackDown, and even now NXT is not always the most consistent. Even though tonight, you know, NXT Avengers Day was a good show, it just yeah. hasn't been that consistent week to week on any of their weekly shows. And then you had guys leaving the company, letting their contract expire to go to AEW immediately. Yeah. They needed someone to come back and to to kind of make as big of a splash and as quick as a bomb back as AEW getting CM Punk to return to professional wrestling, getting Brian Danielson to come from the main event of WrestleMania to their company, getting Adam Cole, the, the greatest NXT superstar of all time, to come to AEW and be a future AEW world champion. And then most recently, getting someone that WWE couldn't do anything with and then in one night making him as good as he was in the whole year he was in the main roster and Keith Lee, they needed a big bomb 
back. They could have waited two years for MJF, and that would have been all fine and dandy, but MJF probably wouldn't make that move because he's not sure of what he's going to get. Cody is, and I think Cody is confident that his status to WWE has changed in the past five years. So the biggest winner in all of this is WWE because they're getting back an EVP, a cornerstone yes. of AEW. That's, this that's is a guy. It, this is a guy with insider information. This so is, this is a perfect blow for WWE to give back. This, to this AEW. is this is Hogan leaving WWE to go to WCW. Like this, this is this is a guy who who started this company, who was the EVP, who led this revolution, who created this unstoppable monster, and then the monster turns on him, and now he's coming back to W. That's the WWE perception of this: is hey, look, yeah, you guys are are doing great with what we have given you, and now we have taken one of your cornerstone members away from you the guy who used to be your general both in the ring and outside of the ring he's now back with us game on this is the fun part right this is the fun this is the moment that i personally have been waiting for yes it's great that that aew is getting all these guys and, and utilizing them and presenting them in ways that they should be because wwe shame on them misuse these guys but it has been a one-sided fight. It has been Mike Tyson just pounding some dude into the corner. And finally, the dude who's been pounded in the corner just landed a big right hook. All right. This is this is that moment where it gets fun. We finally have the first big fish to jump from AEW over to WWE. And it's Cody Rhodes. Like when we've had these. These conversations over the last year, whether it's been on this platform or others, we've been talking about, oh, well, maybe it'll be Darby. Maybe it'll be MJF, one of these young guys who's who's cashing in on their stardom and they want to get that that big, big paycheck over in WWE, something I think that MJF would consider, which is why he's talking about the big bidding war of 2024 on television, right? Cody Rhodes? Cody Rhodes is the first guy to jump over? That is insane to me, and I still haven't fully grasped mentally what this is going to mean. This is going to have a massive massive ripple effect and here's the other thing for wwe's sake and for cody's sake i hope he is booked like that main event level guy because that is going to be so important for wwe to land other major top talents yes and i'm not talking about the guys who are just looking for the bag and are happy to take the paycheck and go home i'm talking about the guys who care about their on-screen presence who care about their booking who care about possibly creative freedom. Cody has a chance to come in and kind of save all that and help all that a little bit and, and maybe get in Vince's ear here a little bit and tell him what works and what doesn't work. You're talking about the insider information with AEW. He can tell him like, hey, look, you need to engage with the audience some more. Maybe hopefully that's that's a guy who can come in and kind of influence there. I'm not holding my breath on that. Yeah, I was like, you're about to die if you hold your breath. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not holding my breath on that, but still his booking is going to be very, very important. Because if Cody Rhodes comes in and he's immediately presented as a main event level star and he's WWE champion, which isn't entirely a possibility between the next, if he signs with a company that he is that guy by the end of this year, or maybe within the next six months, maybe even by SummerSlam, that's going to open the eyes to guys. If he comes in and he's, he loses his first match to Austin theory and, uh, and he's, you know, 
it ends up being his big WrestleMania match. And I mean, no disrespect to anybody else. If his big WrestleMania match is Cody and Brandy versus Miz and Maurice, I'm sorry, that's not going to do a whole lot. Dude, uh, for uh, you trying to pull other people back over. Cody uh, has to be booked like the star that he is. I saw someone put that on, on Twitter. And I was like, man, you brave to put that out there because <laughs> man, if that if that is if that is happening or you think that's a good idea, man, God bless you and WWE because that I would be like this would this would immediately have people be like the whole Adam Cole in AEW. Oh, he went here for this. He went here for this. Oh, yeah, yeah, all that nonsense. So again. They bring him in. They present him as the top level star that he is. They show him the respect. They show him the booking respect. Maybe they give him a little bit of uh, creative freedom because we know the guy can cut a damn promo. He's probably one of the top five promos in the entire wrestling business. Just let this guy be him. Just let him be him. Let him be the star that he has created. And then that's going to open up some good faith negotiations with other stars who might be able to come in. If he's coming in book poorly, I said this same thing with Mickey James, right? When she was in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, the forbidden door's open and that's great. But if she had came in there and got the Molina treatment, right? Like, why would Impact immediately come in there and 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 do anything else with WWE? That would immediately slam the door shut if she would have come out to your favorite theme song instead of Hardcore Country and didn't have the championship belt and she's tossed in two minutes. That would have closed the door immediately. It's very important. Yeah, you're getting a big win for Cody. But don't do the sting treatment. All right. Don't don't do the I got to bury WCW treatment to Cody Rhodes. You can't do that. Otherwise, you are not going to pull, pull anybody else from this company that might be valuable to you. And we've heard. What do I feel like that's more likely than him succeeding <laughs> is them bringing him over just to, beat, just to beat him and tell everybody they're better than AEW. Look, if the company, if AEW is going under, I'd agree with you. But the fact that they're still in competition with them and the fact that there's other people that they're interested in that they can't send a bad message to makes me feel like that's not going to happen. And I don't think Cody would sign the con again. Cody, if you're listening, get everything in writing, get my, everything in writing. My put man. my Vince hat on. <laughs> we can't we can't have this face of AEW come on here and go toe to toe with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. We gotta squash them and let them know that they're not on the same level as our guys. I don't. Even, I'm gonna leave you hanging on that one. Uh <laughs> I'm. I'm just saying. You all know that's what this man would think. Would think. Oh, that's what he wrong. would think. And somebody's gonna have to talk him off the ledge of of not doing that because they gotta present. Because again, this is this is a big win for WWE, not just from a perception. Not just from the, the court of public opinion and goodwill with the fans. This is a guy that can help you out in your main event scene. And hopefully Vince McMahon um, knows that. Hey, guys, I what think they, they care more about the fan perception than than what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, what is more important than peace of mind? Absolutely nothing. And that is what NordVPN is here for to give you peace of mind while you are online with all of the threats that you face today on the Internet. It is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN that you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. 
With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 a month. I said under $4 a month. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month free. It is also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. All right, we looked at this from the WWE angle Let's start off the five count here. The biggest questions for your Wednesday morning. And you talked a little bit about this already, so let's let's expound upon that. What does Cody's departure mean specifically for AEW SP3? Um, it should be considered a huge blow overall for the company because this is someone that is a part of the fabric of AEW. A lot of the stuff that is already established in AEW is stuff that Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes came up with like the community outreach uh, program that now Amanda Hubert is going to be taking over. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people were questioning who is the chief brand officer because Brandy was the chief brand officer. I've heard rumors that Leva Bates going to be taking that over. There's a lot of things behind the scenes and backstage that we're not even privy to that have to like change and have to be shuffled and have to have people taking a position that they are not used to that Cody and Brandy had been doing over the past three years. So this is a huge loss for AEW, and it signifies the first big, like, defection for their company, somebody going the other way. So that's also a crucial thing for how they respond to uh, kind of a, a hit in fan perception. And this has been a year where they have seen some hits in their fan perception, and it all kind of points back to one person, and that's Tony Khan. It started off the year with his response to Big Swole, uh, you know, uh, response to her release from the company. Uh, he's already said that they're gonna they're gonna be letting a lot of people go when their contracts expire. And oh. then you just lost one of the executive vice presidents. This is a lot of hits for the company that wasn't there after 2021, where they had their most successful year, pay per view, television, uh, just fan perception overall. That was their best year yet. And now we're starting off 2022, not in the best shape. Yeah, everything you just said is 100% accurate. And I can't I can't deny that this is a, a huge departure for AEW for all of the reasons that you just said. So I'll focus on the one angle that you did not, which is the on-screen booking and presence for AEW. And, and I'm as big of a, a win and a get as this would be for WWE if he signs that contract. AEW's roster is so damn stacked. This isn't really that big of a loss for them for an on-screen product at all. This, the, the, the big loss for them is, again, for all of the backstage things that you just talked about. And not only that, but like the development, right? And working with, and he was something you brought up earlier, a mentor to a lot of people in that locker room. That's where the loss truly is. But as far as an on-screen presence, look, Cody Rhodes? He means more to WWE as an on-screen personality than he does to AEW. That's just that's just a fact. And I would say the same for for Chris Jericho, who even teased possibly joking on Twitter the other day. And I I saw all the sites, all the news sites, you know, printing up the tweets saying, "Oh, Jericho, he's talking about going to WWE." 
maybe he will, maybe he won't. I, I can't remember. Is did we ever figure out when his contract was up? It does come up this uh, year or was it extended? I believe the word that we got today, since all the contracts were being brought up, was they picked up an option on Jericho and the Young Bucks. So I believe they have a young another year as well as Kenny Omega has another year with AEW. All right. So Again, never say never. If you lose one VP, maybe you lose a couple more VPs. That would really kind of start shaking things up. But oh, yeah. I ultimately I ultimately think Chris Jericho will have like one more, you know, goodbye run in WWE before before he hangs it up. But I mean, all these guys that were the torch carriers at the beginning of the AEW, and this is a credit to Tony Khan and the and the rest of the people who have built this roster over there. Losing Cody Rhodes, potentially losing Chris Jericho as big in names and as big a stars as they are and as much as they have meant to that company, they have done such a great job of building a roster. This is not a loss for them from an on-screen presence at all. No, because they you we literally just watched like the past three months where they had had Kenny Omega and John Moxley, the past two AEW yeah. world champions on television, and it was perfectly fine. And the, you know, they the, the, like I said, 2021 was a great year for them just overall on every aspect. It was also a year where they kind of really separated Cody from the rest of AEW, and that's where the term Codyverse came from, or as uh, Andrew Zarian called it, the Cody Vortex, <laughs> or as we called it on the Romeo Report, we called the whole episode the Codyverse of Madness, madness. because it's a riff. It's a riff in the Codyverse, and now he's going to be going off, and we're going to see the other variants of Cody, dashing Cody Rhodes, undashing Cody Rhodes, legacy Cody Rhodes, dusty son. We're going to see the American dream, the American nightmare, the savior of racism. We're going to see it all now, and it's in WWE, but as far as on screen, I do agree with you. AEW has kind of moved past the point of where Cody was like, one of their biggest stories whatever he yeah. was doing was one of their biggest stories and biggest feuds they kind of moved past that last year to the point that now with his departure it doesn't really hurt them as far as what you're going to be expecting week to week on dynamite or rampage and i'll, I'll say this much uh, from a wwe perspective on this as well it is nice to see them investing you know, in their on-screen product and investing in in talent after two years of quote-unquote budget cuts, it, it, it's nice to kind of see them put a little bit of effort uh, into bringing in a a big top-level star uh, like a Cody Rhodes. And you know, again, this is not a done deal. Everybody seems to think it will be sooner rather than later, but you never know how things will will shake out maybe vince says hey we want to do something and cody says nah bro i'm good and you know we things deteriorate he could just as easily wind back up in aew than as sign up with wwe uh one thing is for sure for everybody out there who is saying this and sean rossap made this very clear on his stream today this is not a work even if he goes back to aew this is not a work this is a very yeah. real thing uh that is going down right now so let's just say for the sake of an argument here that the deal gets done, SP3. The deal gets done. Cody Rhodes puts pen to paper, and he's now back in WWE. It's now the favorite part of any wrestling podcast. Let's let's fantasy book this bad boy. I want to ask you how you would book Cody Rhodes' return to the Fed, right? But if you allow me, because usually I let you go first, because for but I, I want to dive in on this one because I think there is one clear-cut way to go and it's got to be at wrestlemania this year i'm i'm trying to get 
the, you got a card here that needs another major matchup on it, especially when you're trying to sell out two nights in Jerry's world, right? You're trying to pack right. 200,000 people into Dallas for WrestleMania 38. There's a reason that they are calling up Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? Stone Cold Steve Austin, what? To come back and wrestle at WrestleMania 38, even if it's for only three minutes, all right? Because they're trying to put some asses in seats. So if you can get Cody Rhodes on this card, you can do it, and you do it. And for me, man, there there is nothing more poetic that fits, right, than, than the warrior who left the company, sought to destroy it, to start his own thing, to start a revolution for the wrestling world coming back to WWE to now try and save it. And the first person on his target sheet is WWE's white knight, their defender, the guy who is constantly going to battle for WWE, no matter what, whether it's in interviews on social media, he is the flag bearer for WWE. For me, it is Cody Rhodes and it is Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. I think that is the clear cut way to go. Surefire, big matchup. And if you can get Cody on to sign the dotted line this week, I'm strongly considering changing your plans for Elimination Chamber and having Seth Rollins win the WWE Championship this Sunday or this Saturday, excuse me, and having that be your WWE Championship match at WrestleMania is Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. I'm strongly, strongly considering that. That's to me, that's what I would do. That makes sense to me from a realistic booking standpoint. Now you're gonna put your Vince hat on and tell me why that doesn't work. No, that's actually that's actually what he should do because when you look at the current landscape for WrestleMania, you got Holy Roman, in, you got Roman and Brock, you got Ronda and Charlotte, you got. Kevin Owens potentially against Steve Austin. You got Becky Lynch potentially against Bianca Belair or Alexa Bliss. You got Riddle versus Orton. You got Zayn versus Knoxville. Like this is that's a big that's those are those are a lot of big stars that are already been using. When you take out all those names, also you got McIntyre and Corbin because that's going to happen regardless yeah. of if you want it or not, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to happen. Uh, yeah. So when you look at all those names, really, when you look at the board, who are the top stars that are left? It's Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley, and that's the match I would want more. I would want Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes, and you're bringing up what Seth Rollins does outside of the ring. Just think about the Seth Rollins character that we have now, where he is this kind of this hybrid of whole bunch of things. The Messiah meets the architect meets this visionary. kind of Joker, Joker as visionary. Yeah, it's it's all of those things mixed into one. And then you got Cody's on-screen character who believes he is Superman when he yeah. he believes he's the hero. He believes he is he is the knight. He is the white knight in his own mind. Those make perfect polarizing characters that you could just you could just have Cody play the role that he's supposed to play and he's going to get cheered by the WWE fans because he is a familiar face 
he is someone that's from AEW and it's very cool to see him jump over to WWE. Yeah. So I hope WWE doesn't go their their route of he's gonna be a heel. He played heel before. That was a that was the role he was good at. So we're gonna go up heel. No, he needs to come in and be a babyface and verse one of your top heels. And Seth Rollins is the best option. It because Triple H is not healthy. That's the only no. probably better option. If Triple H didn't have a cardiac event. Then, yeah, the surefire thing is to do is Cody Rose versus Triple H because Triple H don't got that many matches left in him. So get right. it done when you can get it done. The mistake they made with WrestleMania 31 when they were supposed to do Sting versus Undertaker. They shouldn't do it with Cody and Triple H because that's a match that they need to pull the trigger on if and when Triple H is healthy. But if that's not an option, Seth Rollins is the best option. So I do agree with you. I, I, that, that's, that's, might be the bigger shocker than Cody Rhodes going back to WWE is you actually agreeing with me on a booking decision that that is a first on the uh, believe in pro wrestling podcast ladies and gentlemen as we are now in our sixth week of doing this um I I, I do think the slam dunk would have been Cody and Triple H but because of the the health concerns with with Triple H at this point yeah that's why I kind of skipped over that one that Who's to say that that's not a possibility for WrestleMania 39 out in Los mm -hmm. Angeles? Uh, you're talking about you got, you know, two big matchups that you're trying to book with Becky and Ronda versus and then uh, uh, Roman and The Rock uh, that you're trying to book out in Hollywood. Look, Cody and Triple H, that would that would be right up there. It's not going to be as hot yeah. as those two matches, but it would be up there. So if Triple H can get healthy and get in ring shape, Cody... It's weird, man. Like Cody has been around for what it seems like forever, but he's not, he's not old at all. Like he's no. still relative. Isn't he mid thirties? He's 36, 37. So yeah, he's in, he's in his prime years. Like your prime years is pretty 36. much 30, 35 to, to 45 for, for a lot of different wrestlers. So he's in his prime years. That's why it's a perfect time for him to go back to WWE. And honestly, ladies and gentlemen, regardless of what I said earlier about this being a bad day for AEW, because it is losing Cody Rose, it definitely is. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to AEW. Like, sure. man, I, he doesn't run in WWE, and then he comes back to AEW. I think he ends his career in AEW. It's like a reverse Jericho. A lot of us feel Jericho will eventually go back to WWE and retire there. And I think even if Cody Rhodes signs with WWE, he will end his career in AEW, the company he helped create. All right. This was, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. Again, it, it, it's all fantasy until Cody puts pen on paper. But if you believe the reports, there are a lot of people backstage who feel that this is uh, a when, not if type situation. Would you put the if Cody signed the contract tomorrow? We are agreeing that Seth Rollins is is his opponent, should be his opponent. Would you put the WWE championship into that into that fray? It doesn't need it. It doesn't need it. And you I I honestly I think I put my Vince head on enough ties where they have helped, like hurt my brain where I'm like yeah, the only way to make this Brock Roman match different than any other Brock Roman match that we've seen, because we've seen it a lot, is yeah. to make it a title versus title match. So that's yeah. why I want, I now want Brock Lesnar to win the WWE title, because that's the only way this gets juiced up, because we've been seeing six months of the of the custody of Paul Heyman yeah. type thing. That was the only difference to this feud than other times they feuded. They need the title versus title a lot more than Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes need a title, a WWE title match.
you we could be looking at a point where because I I fully expect Roman Reigns to to beat Brock Lesnar and walk away with both championships. I think that's what that's the culmination moment that Vince has been trying to book for five six years now. We could be looking at a point come SummerSlam where Roman Reigns is still the double champion and maybe in one night where SummerSlam this year is it in Boston? I I can't I can't remember exactly where it is. Uh, we could be we could be looking at. At a night where Roman Reigns is defending the the WWE Championship against Seth Rollins and the Universal Championship against Cody Rhodes, could you imagine that? Uh, won't happen. But that's a good, that's a cool that's a cool thought. I think it's in I think it's in somewhere like different. It's like Nashville, Tennessee. It's in like it is stadium. in Nashville. You're right. It's in the right. stadium in Nashville, yeah. isn't it? So. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Jeff Boston. Jarrett's coming back. Yeah, Jeff well, Jarrett, that's, that's he's. He's That's coming given. back. Yeah. He's coming back to manage Cody. Jeff Jarrett's going to win money in the bank, uh, and he's going to cash in on Cody, hit him with a guitar. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great scene in Nashville. Uh, for Huge sure. pop for the hometown hero, Jeff Jarrett. Yes, absolutely. Uh, always putting over the younger talent as WWE. Uh, we, <laughs> we had a, uh, speaking of younger talent, we had a, uh, a really good NXT Vengeance Day. Say what you want about 2.0. The card that they put together for, for last night's show, those, those matches, it was going to be damn near impossible to be a bad show, and it and it wasn't at all. Um, by the way, we talked about Cody Rhodes being thirty six. Santos Escobar is thirty seven, right? That's and and we still talk about him being like an up and coming guy in WWE. This is a guy who's been that, around for a while. That's WWE. We also talk about Damian Priest being an up and coming guy. That man yeah, is 39. 39 years old. Like all the up and comers are over thirty five. If you're if you're in your twenties. You can expect WWE to not push you to the top anytime soon. Like, that's why it was something when they gave Rhea Ripley the Raw Women's title. Of course, we saw what came of that. And they, they was like, honey, you got time. You're 20. We got, we don't, we don't, we're not well, going to care about. I, and with the women, they wait till over 26, it seems like. 26, yeah, 26 to 35. 30, yeah. 26 to 35 seems to be the money window uh, for the women, which, if that's the case, you got you got two of your your four horsewomen who are coming up on the end of that window. Oh, and by the way, they're the two ones that you push the most often right now. So maybe you might want to start. And I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent because I think Becky Lynch and Charlotte could compete well into their 40s if they freaking want to. Hell, you got Lita who's 46, who's going to be wrestling this weekend at well, Elimination. Well, Sasha, Sasha's the youngest. She is. Yeah, she just turned 30. Yeah. Which is insane to me, but I think Sasha Banks will be out of WWE within the next two to three years and be in Hollywood. I, I think she, she's sure. out in a year and a half. I think that <laughs> she will get a movie role that she will just be like, and WWE, because she will get, I think that she's the type that she will probably wait till her contract is about to expire, let it expire, regardless of them negotiating, so she can get that one movie deal that WWE won't allow her to get when she's under contract. And then she might be out of there. Yeah, for sure. I think, well, I think, I think Charlotte is somebody who would stick around for a while. I think Bailey is somebody who would stick around for a while. But I definitely think that both Becky and Sasha, just because they have the options to, are are going to move on to to Hollywood. There was a lot of talk about Becky Lynch when she was white hot getting these Hollywood deals. There's still the rumors that she could be in an MCU movie a, a, at some point moving forward. Um, you know, both of those ladies are going to be out sooner rather than later. Uh, so WWE's got to start 
looking towards some of those other women on the roster. Again, we saw him heat up Rhea Ripley here a little bit. You got Bianca Belair, who should go over at WrestleMania 38. We'll see if they actually decide uh, to pull the trigger and 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 move forward. But again, looking at the gu- the the actual young guns uh, uh, in in WWE, most of them are on NXT 2.0. You had Braun Breaker uh, with an assist from Tommaso Ciampa retain uh, the NXT Championship off uh, over Santos Escobar in the uh, main event, which was a really really good match. Uh, Toxic Attraction they held on to their women's tag team titles. And uh, Carmelo Hayes retained in another really, really good match last night, the North American Championship. So no title changes at NXT Vengeance Day. SP3, right call to keep all the gold where it is right now. Yeah. Yeah, none of those titles needed to change hands. I mean, the only one I would have been okay with is Cameron Grimes winning the title because I've always wanted to see him win a title in NXT, and I think that his story in NXT is incomplete until he does win a title that's not the million-dollar title. Um, But Carmelo Hayes has been having a hell of a run and been delivering quality, and I thought they had the match of the night. So I think they made the right call with all – these titles staying where they were and out of all those matches and NXT Vengeance Day was a good show. There was like a portion of the show I could have done without. It was like a 30 minute portion. I was put me to sleep. It was that woman's title tag team title match and that uh, Grayson Waller and LA night segment. Other than that though, we had a fun opener and then the last three matches delivered. So good night and right call. I, I, I agree with you. I I would have been surprised if any of the titles changed hands. There is part of me selfishly that was rooting for for Indy and Persia because I think I, I want them to have that moment where they win the tag titles. These are two, you know, longtime friends got into wrestling together. There was part of me that wanted to see them have that moment. And ultimately they may get there. And also I'm a big fan of uh, I'm also a big fan of Santos Escobar. Uh, I don't know if this is a guy who's ever going to win the NXT championship. Uh, this guy, this is a guy who's got a lot of lofty goals for himself. He wants to main event WrestleMania. He wants to be the next uh, great, you know, Mexican superstar in WWE, and he very well might be. I, I just, I guess, get the sense that, especially with the direction that they're going, right, with the the young pups, the Carmelo Hayes, the the Braun Breakers of the world. I don't think Santos Escobar is going to really kind of get his moment in NXT, and they might as well just move him and the rest of Legado del Fantasma up to the main roster at this point. I think they definitely should. And he showed here he led Braun Breaker to a really good main event matchup. And I loved the Eddie Guerrero tribute uh, yes. uh, gear yes. from from his uh, bull rope match with JBL at Great American Bash 2004. That was a great touch. And Santos Escobar uh, delivered in the spot that he was in. So I, I think that it was a good night for NXT overall. You didn't like the, the LA Knight segment, huh? No, it was boring. <laughs> LA Knight's cool. LA Knight's LA good. Knight's great. LA Knight's good is what he what he is, but like they don't give Grayson Waller good material. Like they, they make they, really they make him either look like a cornball or an idiot. Like it's, it, it's of all it, the there's, crime, there's no in between. He's either cornball or he's an idiot. He's an idiot. And tonight it, he was an idiot. And of all the crimes that have been committed in NXT over the last two years, we just had identity theft. We've had multiple kidnappings. We get the cops called in for this, and the cops are just basically like, nah, we're good. They ain't even have handcuffs, Rick. <laughs> like, they came out to arrest somebody without handcuffs. They're rent-a-cops. That's what they are. Uh, we did see uh, the, the evolution of the rivalry between Tommaso Ciampa and Dolph Ziggler, and we are going to get that match next week. Sid, there was, 
I'm a guy who likes to read between the lines. There's a lot of talk on this show tonight about NXT being Tommaso Ciampa's home, right? And and him uh, talking about, you know, Dolph, Dolph misconstruing his loyalty to NXT for weakness. And it's kind of like when they start talking about t- days for title reigns, seemingly that might be the sign that it's coming to an end. We've talked about this before that there's not really a spot there. There's still a spot for Tommaso Ciampa on NXT, but if he's going to really kind of build his legacy and and have the kind of end to his career that he wants, it's pretty obvious he's going to have to leave NXT at some point, whether that's for another company or for Raw or SmackDown. Number four here real quickly as we're, we're running out of time. Are you buying or selling Tommaso Ciampa's rivalry with Dolph Ziggler that that will lead to his main roster call up? I'm selling that. Uh, I don't think it's going to directly lead to his main roster call up. I wouldn't be surprised if Tommaso Ciampa gets called up after WrestleMania, but I could see him. I see this as Dolph Ziggler's way to get a big win over a former NXT champion before he gets an opportunity at the title at stand and deliver. I think that Tommaso Ciampa has earned his uh, his chance to have a match at Stand and Deliver, and I wouldn't mind a, a run back of last year's Stand and Deliver in a number one contenders match. Give me Tommaso Ciampa versus Walter, and then after Walter mm-hmm. beats him again, mm-hmm. then Ciampa can go to the to the main roster because he's done all the putting over of potential contenders for Braun that he can do after that. He needs to go to the main roster, I do think, to kind of give his career some longevity of stuff that he can do because he's 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 run the well dry in nxt ladies and gentlemen yeah so that's why i but that's i think that he's one feud away from that so that's why i'm selling this i'm gonna i'm gonna buy it in the sense that i i think this is the the appetizer course for the for the casual audience for the main event audience because we did see tommaso champa on raw uh on commentary this week and now I think that's honestly been the best thing about NXT 2.0 is the cohesion, right? With with the main roster, we saw Grayson Waller show up and have a cup of coffee uh, to do his thing with AJ Styles. And now we're seeing Tommaso Ciampa uh, do his thing uh, and continue his run with Dolph Ziggler up on the main roster. If they continue to bring him over and do a couple of on-screen things here or there, that will kind of introduce him to the audience. And ultimately, yeah, I think that might lead to him making the the full-time switchover. So I think this is kind of his cup of coffee moment. Do I think that this storyline will directly lead him to the main roster? No, but I think in the end, this will be the catalyst point for his eventual switch over to either Raw uh, or SmackDown. And I would say, please uh, let it be SmackDown. Uh, two superstars uh, who I'm, I'm wondering what's next for them. Fantastic match last night, losing to the Creed brothers in the uh, Dusty Classic. Would have been nice if Cody would have been there to to hand off the trophy. That would have been cool if they could have got that job done. But you know that wasn't going to happen. But MSK losing to the Creed brothers in a great match. I think these are are two guys who the NXT audience in particular does not appreciate. I think they've already kind of accomplished everything they can do in NXT. What do you think is next for them after their Dusty Cup Finals loss? I think that MSK is going to at least be an NXT for another year, ladies and gentlemen, despite it feeling like they have already accomplished everything they can accomplish, winning the Dusty Cup, being NXT tag team champions for a number of months. It feels like they have done everything they can do. I 100% agree with that thought. 
but I think that they need them in the tag team division because they have been able to get put over, and that was a huge win for the Creed Brothers in winning the uh, Dusty Cup. So they have a new tag team to put up there, but they're going to need tag teams to work with. And I'm sorry, I'd rather see the Creed Brothers work again with MSK than give me a match with Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs who can't land a girl to, <laughs> to save their life or versus jacket time so I can be depressed that Kushida could be having five-star matches with Hiromu Takahashi instead of wearing funny jackets with uh, Jiro Ikemon. Oh, man. Like... Ah, like yeah, I want to give me give me MSK versus the Creed Brothers for the next year after that great <laughs> match they had on Tuesday compared to the other tag teams in this worthless division. I would not be surprised if they're one of the call-ups after WrestleMania. I would not be surprised. You could do the whole Randy Orton and and Matt Riddle split afterwards and they may bring MSK up uh to be with Matt Riddle and kind of bring that whole shaman uh storyline full circle again. I'm looking at the the cohesion here and this the storyline's actually kind of melding together here a little bit between Raw and SmackDown and NXT. Like I think I re- I truly think gone are the days of oh well now we're going to bring up this person that you know that you've known the hardcore fans have known in NXT and change their name, change everything about them and that person no longer exists, right? Like the Dewdrops of the world. I know she wasn't in NXT, but she was in NXT UK. The Dewdrop situations of the world, I think those are the the I think those days are gone. I think they're going to, and that might be the one really, truly good thing uh, with NXT 2.0 is that that kind of stuff is, is going to go away. We might start recognizing the history uh, of NXT a little bit. So I would not be surprised if they're called up and put with Matt Riddle after WrestleMania, and that might be a move that I would do. But yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to end up staying uh, a little bit longer. One final thought before we close out the show. We should have seen this coming for for a long time now. Uh, considering you had dudes who weighed damn near twice as much as the weight limit wrestling on the show. Uh, they got rid of the cruiserweight championship, which is something I asked Santos Escobar, by the way. Uh, I did get a chance to talk to him before his matchup last night with Braun Breaker. Great interview. The guy's got a great mind for the business. Talked to him about the evolution of cruiserweights. Talked to him about the cruiserweight championship being uh, being retired. That's up right now in our exclusive interview uh, section, so make sure to hit the thumbs up there. Make sure to hit subscribe. Uh, when you're checking out the, our all of our videos and turn those notifications on so you know when our, our new shows and interviews are coming up. Uh, but 205 Live, officially 205 dead. 205 six feet under. What other television show joke you want to make? It ain't no more. It is now... 5187. <laughs> it is now. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Damn it, I'm pissed I didn't think of that. <laughs> 205 live is now level up ladies and gentlemen your 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 thoughts sit on this one i mean i literally had to write an article about this for wrestletalk.com and i literally after i published it i was like what's this really news like 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 i'm sorry i'm sorry like i've never had the experience of a family member that is in like a comatose state for a number of months and then you eventually have to let him go like i i mean it was i i i feel i feel like i had to say goodbye a long time no i did have to experience that with my <laughs> with my with my step with my stepfather before he passed away he was in the hospital for a while like a month before he he left this world i kind of said the goodbye 
And with 205 Live, I said the goodbye like a year and a half ago. So like to make the announcement today is just like, okay. They didn't really even do an announcement, did they? There was no, just like a, a no, report was, and then it was it, like, hey, here, here's our new ring stuff. It was it was PW Insider. Shouts out to Mike Johnson. We only shout out usually Sean's, but I'm gonna shout out Mike Johnson. I don't know you, but you can hit me up. Um, but Mike Johnson of PW Insider, he confirmed it that they were making the change from 205 Live to NXT Level Up. We saw the logo. It's just gonna be the same 205 Live we've been getting the next couple of months with a new logo. That's it. <laughs> That's it. They just changed the branding. My thought on this is, what the hell took you so damn long? You got rid of the entire cruiserweight division uh, practically with the, the the rounds of releases that you've had over the last few years. Uh, you got rid of the cruiserweight championship. Like you had the, the 205 live roster was literally like two people like the of the of the people who were constantly there. Yeah. You, you basically kept the same two people, two people on the roster and then we're filling it. With dudes who weigh 405 pounds and you were putting women's matches on there. I'm not saying that's right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just saying you were filling out this card with bullshit because you didn't have enough guys under 205 pounds to fill the show. I'm really surprised it took this long. I just think they couldn't come up with a name. Honestly, I just think, or maybe they were waiting for the trademarks to come through. Yeah. Something. Well, they, they literally I'm, only filed the trademark last week, though. Oh, fair. well, okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Maybe this was something they were just dragging their knuckles on because it's 205 Live. I'm sorry to the performers who are on there, but there were times where I honestly forgot the show even still existed just because they do nothing with it. It's it, it's it's basically just another enhancement show for, for announcers mm. and for talent. It's been extra bad since August because it goes at the same time as Rampage and nobody's going to watch this over Rampage. And it's still oh. going, even with the rebrand of the NXT level up, it ain't going to lead to anybody going to Peacock over TNT. Unless they move Rampage permanently to 7 p.m. I'm trying to manifest that into existence. Come no, on, CK. No, because now CK can claim he beat in WWE again, being the redheaded stepchild known as NXT level up. Oh, Jesus. We appreciate you guys tuning in to uh, all uh, 61 minutes of this half hour podcast. A lot of news to talk about and break down with uh, with Cody Rhodes. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting, man. And and who the hell knows what Sean Ross app will break tomorrow. Uh, but regardless, we'll be back on uh, on Thursday, 7 a.m. to talk about everything that happened on AEW Dynamite. Going to be interesting to see if they they bring that up bring up the Cody Rhodes situation on television. I honestly think they should they give him like a video package. That would be awesome. That would be great. That would be yeah. so different from how people leave the other company. <laughs> yeah. And look, give credit to where it's due. This has been all class from the, from both companies. No, from both parties, no bad blood here. Tony Khan. Thank Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Thank Tony Khan. This came down to differences of opinion and, and value and, and dollars and cents. And at the end of the day, it's a business decision and Cody Rhodes is going to do what's best for him. But I think all parties have handled this really, really well. Um, we'll see what Cody says in that first interview. Uh, I, I think it's going to be very interesting what happens uh, from here on out. But and we'll see. Bigger, what's going the bigger news that we found out on the show, you guys finally found out the real reason that I hate Cody Rhodes. He is he is the Martin Luther King of solving racism while I'm the Malcolm X by any means necessary. So if you're saying that I get I land a Cody Rhodes interview, you don't want to tag in on that one? Oh, of course I would. 
Oh, people, would you, people, would, people, would you have the balls to bring it up to him? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, yo, that's like one of my dream. Yo, my two, two of my dream interviews are literally Cody and The Undertaker. These are two people that I have said some bad things about. I, I, those are those are two of my dream interviews because I'm gonna ask Cody why he flipped me off and get instead of giving me a two sweet after he gave other people two sweets. And I'm gonna ask the Undertaker why you ruined your retirement at WrestleMania 33. Why you kept coming back, huh? <laughs> That's where that, I yeah. I hope he Here tells me that. He, I, I hope he no, tells no, no. me that. Cause I would mark out. I would be like, "Yo, I ain't mad anymore." <laughs> just be honest, man. I ain't mad, I ain't mad anymore. Yeah, just keep it real. It Don't wasn't the pride shit that we yeah, saw in exactly. the last or whatever the hell it was. Exactly. If you give me that, that pride BS, then I'm gonna still rag on you. I'm gonna still drag you. Why did Shawn you... Michaels come out of retirement in Saudi Arabia? Same thing. I would ask him, like, "Why you ruin your? Why you ruin that great retirement you had at WrestleMania 26?" And if you say the money, I'm gonna be like, "I ain't mad at you." Yeah, why do you think is gonna come out of retirement? I ain't it's mad at you, Stevie. Benjamins. I ain't mad at you, Stevie. Just be honest. Yeah, we'll always be, be honest here with you on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back 7 a.m. Also, 7 a.m. special episode this Friday, our Elimination Chamber preview show from Ad Free Shows. Our special guest this week is one the only john alba will be joining us here on the believe in pro wrestling podcast youtube the forbidden door is open the forbidden podcast door is open john alba will be joining us and does he believe that he can beat sid in a trivia challenge sid oh and one oh and one so far still bittersweet about that loss to alex mccarthy We'll see how I can stack this back. This rig <laughs> trivia BS. I don't want to play this anymore. I'm over it after one time. You can build your streak, man. I, I have faith in you. John Alba. Okay, we, we did a trivia challenge. I keep extending this podcast, but we did a trivia thing with John Alba not too long ago. Dude couldn't remember that Lana won Survivor Series just a year ago. Okay, so like, I think you can take him. I think you got him. I mean, I would want to forget that too. I ain't mad at John. I ain't mad at John. She you good, John? Standing on the ring steps. She literally wants to. Just putting over talent left and right. God, Godspeed, Cody Rhodes. Godspeed, everybody else. You've been listening hey. to the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.